You are now tuned in to the official podcast of the foundation. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy the show. <laughs> man, oh man, it is. It's, it's, I know it's in the uh, middle of winter time, you know, where it's supposed to be nice and cold and chilly. But the heat is on in the city of Fayetteville down here in my parts near in North Carolina. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack out here in Fayetteville, man. You know, a lot of people, you know, from what I know, they always call it Vietnam. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like Vietnam there all the time. It seems like it's always under war and it's never ending. Well, you know, you know, we fresh off of that verdict a couple of weeks ago off of the um the Armar Aubrey situation, and you know. And we hate to say that, man. We let's just let's just hope things just calm down for a minute, man. wasn't even not even two weeks, man, and the and the heat is up. You know the racial tensions are high up in Fayetteville. You know some cooler heads are prevailing, but um, we're going to jump straight into it, man. Fayetteville off-duty sheriff. His name is Jeffrey Hash. You know they try to keep him on the on the low, but we know who it is now. Man, this brother, well, not this brother, he kills a black pedestrian, um, Jason Walker, just, just a good brother, just out having a stroll from what I'm from from at least from what I know. And um and uh the story just gets bizarre, Max. You know, the being that it's an off-duty officer, you know that they're gonna um look out for their own when he called the police, and um it pretty much was disgusting from what we saw. But what what's your, what's your thoughts on it initially with you know with this um this 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 call it what it really is it's just a crooked a bad apple man a rotten apple crooked cop what's your, what's your thoughts on that situation man? Um, my thought is it ain't nothing to change. It's like it's the same old cycle. It's like we keep going in the same same circle. Cops keep doing stuff more dirtier and dirtier, and they're trying to get away with everything. And um, it's a shame. People, it's still, still think the uh, racist is gone, and and they think that uh, black people are having it great right now, or whatever. They damn lie. We're still being hunted. We're still being like we we predators. You know, we, we're getting ran over, we're getting shot, you know, all this stuff did. And um, we ain't got nobody that can watch our back. So it's, it's out here, y'all Y'all think that the shit over with, with our mind and all the rest of the stuff, it's getting worse, man. I can say it in a minute, we're going to have a, a race war. I hate to say it, but it's... it's there's just too much division going on and too much, uh, what you call that, uh, white privilege. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and the, the, the privilege is, was evident. You know, if anyone seen what took place, you know, um, the, the uh, off-duty officer, you know, he, he, he calls his, his, you know, his, his partners. The, meanwhile, the person he just hit and shot you know, first of all, let's get the details. You know, 
from his perspective, from what he says, he says that, now keep in mind, y'all, let's, let's listen to this. He says a black man jumps on his hood of his car, snatches off a, a, <laughs> a windshield wiper and beats his vehicle. So he used those, anybody who's been in um, any type of, um, um, you know, weapons class or, or concealed weapon class, you know, you can't just shoot nobody for no reason. You have to feel threatened and you have to fear for your life. So he comes out with the typical, you know, I fear my life and, you know, my, my wife and kids in the car. So I'm like, what black man is going to just jump on your vehicle, grab off your windshield wiper, just beat your vehicle? Okay. So then we're like, okay, okay, proceed. What else you got to say? And then he just, and then he just casually on the phone, looking, you know, just talking to the, to the cops while the brother on the ground just, you know, bleeding and, and getting tended to by, by this, um, this white, um, this white woman. So, so then it comes out, you know, first they try to put it out there. Like he was the only witness. And then this, this, um, this white woman, she was brave enough to step forward and, and say what really happened, which was he hit the pedestrian, got out the car and shot the man in the back a number of times. So I'm like, okay, now that definitely sounds like a reason why somebody will end up on your windshield. You probably hit the brother and he probably ended up grabbing the, the um, windshield wiping probably was knocked out on the ground or something. And then he gets out and if, if someone, if you're defending yourself, then why does this man have a few gunshots to his back? And he faced down on the ground. And then the woman was brave enough to try to, you know, help resuscitate him and stop the bleeding, put pressure on it. And the whole time, he just on the phone, just casually like, yeah, they're out here acting um, violent and you know, just, just out of control. And then the woman was brave enough to interview and said, none of the above. None of the above. She was like, if anything, it was calm. People just wanted to tend to the brother who just got hit while he was casually on the phone, casually on the phone talking, trying to cover his tracks. And um, it did a police chief is no better because, you know, she basically went to protection mode. When he released his name, you know, thank God that, you know, we were able to get the name of the officer. And it's it's just unfortunate, man, that you know he, he tried to just just sweep this under the dirt and didn't think anyone would would have their eyes in this situation and and do right, you know. So I I definitely salute the woman. She spoke highly of like this man. He just looked like someone who needed help. He he was innocent in this situation. So I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be a shit show, and um and it's turning up up there, Max. It's turning up in in uh, Fayetteville. A lot of uh, you know. The, the most term I've heard being thrown around is folks just being fed up. So as far as you saying the race war, man, that shit is spot on. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna it's gonna be some kind of war going on out there. So I'm definitely, you know, I'm definitely gonna, gonna take a chill. I already been chilling and just keep my eyes on the situation from 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 right here from the headquarters. And um just try to stay safe, man, because you know. This this could be one of those, and it, did, it that wasn't even the only the only jump that popped off in Fayetteville. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was, I was tripping out on too. Cause wasn't it uh, the guy who shot the biker? Yeah, we have another situation in Fayetteville that popped off. Another race, another racial type situation. We don't want to paint that way, but you know they're gonna always anytime you see. You know, a white man and a black man going at it. Well, first of all, they had video of the situation, uh, uh, this other situation in uh, Fayetteville, where, where um, it, it it starts off as a road rage type situation, um, 
you seen it was a father, a white father and son. Damn, I like, damn, this shit sounds too much like them. The Omar Arby situation in a pickup truck. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And the and the son was outside of the vehicle arguing with the um this uh, black man who was on a motorcycle. So, you know, the black man was just, you know, they was going back and forth talking. So it didn't look like it was going to escalate to nothing much, to nothing more than to a little, little words back and forth. No, no blows were thrown or anything. But all of a sudden, a gunshot comes from the driver's seat to the um and shot the brother. I mean, hey, just and, 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 and yeah, and, and the way it was set up was just so so smooth and scantless. It didn't make no sense. It's like the son knew that his dad was gonna shoot because he was standing right in front of the brother, and then he just stepped out of the way real casually, and then it, and then the driver, the father, just opened fire on the brother. Brother was defenseless and had no weapon, and didn't have a chance in that situation. Yeah, and the real bad part about it when uh. When the black dude got shot and the, the son was standing there, he didn't even flinch. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, like he already knew that Pops was able to do that. That he was already set up in the mind to kill a black person. That it was nothing in his power. Or, or he had no feelings or no emotion towards what just happened. Because the first thing I would have known is that if the bullet would have came out and hit somebody in front of him, I'd have been surprised or been like, oh shit. Oh yeah. God. But he didn't have no emotion like that. So it was already something that was already plenty into the mind. And, um it's it's terrible out here. People don't realize it. That's why you can't trust everybody. You got these you got these uh and it's on both sides. Yeah, we got a lot of news on on the male part, but it's on the women part too. They're out here doing all that stuff too. So, you know, Karen's out here and uh Kelly's. You know, um, I call the guys Kelly's. Mm. Yeah. Um we got a bad issue going on and half people around here don't realize what's really going on from the militia that's been up here for years they've been in, building they in Michigan. Stockpiles. Yeah, been building up their stockpiles. Um, getting their supplies together. That's why I tell everybody: make sure you got you some type of firearm in the house. Um, and be ready, cause uh, it's on the point of no return now. You know, it's, it's just constantly, constantly. You know, um, man, it's just so sad, man. You just see it, you know. One of us get gunned down, and then the first thing, the first argument is that we was hostile. No weapon, no nothing. No, but the first thing, that's all they got to do is say they fear for their life. And they're shooting and killing us left and right. And we got all these people, quote unquote, all these black people that's, that's government issued, got all this so-called power supposed to be all, you know, able to get shit done, ain't doing shit. Just sitting on the sideline. Just sitting on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. And just like just like the police chief that was in Fayetteville, she just she just um sat on her hands in that situation. And um, you know, then they show earlier clips of them partying together. I was like, aha, 
There we have it. You're looking out for your homie. I see it now. Y'all like y'all got these video uh, clips of y'all partying up, back that thing up, that juvenile plan. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. I see what's going on out there. And then, and like you say, man, that was just so cold to calculate with, with um, the father and son. It was Roger Noble Sr. and Jr. The way they set up the brother, yeah, no, no, right? The way they set up uh, Stephen, Stephen a Addison, the way they set him up was just so scantless, man. And, um, you know, I hate it because he was a veteran. He had just finished up, you know, uh, getting up, getting out the uh, military. In fact, he was about to, he was just about to go to Buffalo and, um, you know, be with his wife and four kids. And, um, you know, the and they did interview the wife and the wife was, you know, just just a strong soldier, man. She, you know, talk, talked about how how much of a pillar in the community he was. In fact, everyone in the interview say he was he was a. Uh, um, he was um, just a just a great all around great guy. They, you didn't hear no negative. Even the other guy that got that uh, got shot in the first situation, uh, Jason Walker. You know, same thing. He was a person of the community who just went fishing a lot. You know, just enjoying life, and um, and they just mowed down. Just just got mowed down just senselessly, man. It just don't make no sense. Now looking at the comments, Ink Dropper says, you know, why is race? Why is um, a, a race, uh, he, he sucks. He said, Why is it like we stuck back in the 60s? The thing is, it never changed. It never, it never, um, you know, yeah, sir, in, in some situations, yeah, you got some situations where it has been better, but overall, overall, the system has always been the same. So, um, and some folks are just flat out protected and can get away with it. And, and they still can get away with it. And the only way you're going to see any kind of changes, you got to burn the, the whole establishment to the ground and start from scratch, period. Yeah, you got to get the system where everybody equal, exactly. Mm -hmm. Not we're doing the color and all that. It, it, you know, it's it's so deep that people can't, can't realize a lot of these court cases that go on with um, racial type of court cases are not judged by the peers that the people live around. Nope. So if you if you really want to look how much of the system is, they instead of picking the people in their neighborhood, they they from their area and everything, to judge them or whatever, you have to take them out to a suburb or an outskirt area where 90% of the people are probably not even their race, their age, don't have their education, don't have their ge geological background. So they don't even feel for the person or don't even know the situation or don't even understand how they feel. So they're the first person that's going to judge you. It's kind of it's like, like saying, saying that the king and the queen sitting up there in royalty all their life and everybody peasant. And then they come down there and say, well, I'm judging you. And uh, with, with the people that never, never ever touched the ground, never did nothing, but they're going to judge you and tell you how you should have acted or whatever you've been through. So that's the reason why we got a big problem. The rich and the people who dominate this stuff is getting off and it's more considered as to me as a racial thing because if you look at it people is getting shot murdered right in front of people Everybody's got videotape 
and they're still getting off. Well, well, black people is just being a suspect or being somebody who named being involved, and then all of a sudden they get twenty years, ten to twenty years. When they finding out, they got the evidence that's saying that they're not that they wasn't a person. We got so many things that come out that they don't want to talk about about so many roles, wrong accused people back from the eighties, uh, seventies, and shit, even from the sixties. All these people just wrongly accused. And these people getting out of jail and stuff, and then they doing 10, 15 years, and then they find out say, oh, that wasn't their DNA, or that what they got, and then they don't get nothing. Think about it. We we can go back into the Maya Moore time. Well, when her getting the guy, the guy she married now, or you know, whatever, but wrongly kills or get in a situation and they give them 20 of the life. Devastated. Twenty in life, you ain't gonna have a chance. Yeah, that's facts. You definitely don't have no chance, man. It's it's all jacked up. And um, and then I, I heard about something else that took place in Michigan. Um, I want to say it was like a, a a boy that brought a gun to school or something like that. And then when they they um saw a video rant they, that he done on the social media about how how he just want to kill black people, like just I'm like. Damn, boy, this 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 racial tension is, is going up to a whole different level. It's ratcheting up, man. It's always been there, but now it's just it's just ratcheting up more and more. Like you said, it the Michigan militia up there, they turning up. Um yes. yeah, you you know, you really gotta really protect yourself and really be careful now more than ever, because you know, I don't know, it seemed like ever since that verdict, but it's just it's just it just seemed like they just keep upping it up a notch, man. It just they just turning it up. And um, just got to be really careful, man. If you ain't got a firearm, I'm not for night. I'm not advocating violence, but I do advocate to protect yourself. Yeah, nothing you, wrong with that. Get you a couple of machetes, um, <laughs> samurai sword, crossbow, um, bow and arrow. Learn how to use a weapon. You know, just you know, at least, at least the parents or the adults. At least you should learn some type of self defense now. Because believe me, it's coming. It's coming because the way how things are steady going from the Rittenhauer execution thing that he did and got away with it, from they're still talking about Kwame Kilpatrick incident, from the white boy Rick. If y'all start looking at it, start noticing what's going on, it's right in front of your eyes. It's just so clear. You know, we got so many politicians that got so much dirt and been caught up in so much stuff from 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 upstate from uh, what's his name the woman Lester uh, Upstein Epstein hell uh, yeah uh, we got all this stuff like that and y'all got to start looking at the biggest picture the people who's getting away with this stuff yes indeed. Yes, indeed. And we're going to definitely continue to tell you guys to advocate for yourselves and protect yourselves. Make sure you get get whatever you need because um, it's, it's only a matter of time before it's at your doorstep. So just be prepared.